Hello and welcome back to Beyond Boards, a podcast dedicated to the actions and interests of skaters beyond skateboarding. After talking with John Dalquist of Brigariets Gymnasium a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to sit down for a little chat with another Malmö legend, Daniel Stankovic. Aside from being a talented professional skateboarder for over a decade, Daniel has worked in various positions at Nike SB for many years up until recently. He co-created a successful clothing and headwear brand called Pose Details. In recent times he filmed, edited and directed the Malmö video dedicated to the local skate scene. He co-founded an app by skaters for skaters called Shinner. He's actively involved with the Brigariets High School and somehow manages to be a father and a husband in the middle of all this. So here's my conversation with Daniel Stankovic, aka Yuga or Juga. I hope you'll enjoy it. So yeah, thank you so much again, Daniel, for taking some time to chat with me. Really appreciate it, especially after uh, we just mentioned John uh, before we got on air. And uh, and I had a lot of fun talking with him about Malmö and uh, what he does at Brigariets. And uh, so yeah, I was really looking forward to uh, talking with you as well, since you're very, very much involved in the Malmö skate scene as well. And uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh Yeah, so can you maybe, to get us started, can you um, tell, uh, remind me and tell the listeners who might not uh, know you too well uh, who you are and where you grew up and how you started skating? And Sure. Thanks again for having me. It's an My honor. Pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'm Daniel Stankovic. People call me Jaga. Instagram calls me Jaga Bolts. And I'm uh, 39, just turned in October, and I live here in Malmö, Sweden. Uh, been skating since I was 11 years old. I wanted to ask you, uh, you, you mentioned your nickname J uh, Jugga. Uh, where, where does that come from? What's the story behind that nickname? In the shop there was this guy called, his nickname is Bone Pile, you know, like Pile of Bones, Ben Hug. <laughs> okay. He would, he would give all the kids nicknames and, and you know, Yuga, I was from Yugoslavia and he's like Yuga and then there was this, oh, okay. it's this shitty okay. tune by two sisters. I'll send it to you afterwards. It's the worst Euro trash disco tune <laughs> and it, and they sing you, you get, you get, you get what I want. And we were on, I don't oh, know okay. if I, maybe it was that I jumped in the van to get like lift to the skate park and then that song was on radio and he's like you, you get, and he's like, Yuga, and then he was pointing it, and that from that on, it was just, yeah, Yuga. It stuck. <laughs> so, yeah, it stuck. So okay. it's like part heritage, part that shitty tune. So I'll probably yeah. have, I've, I've told people I'm gonna have to skate to that song at one point. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, you need to make like a, a, a good part out of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Did you coin the name Jugabolts for the, your Instagram, or did someone kind of recommend it? or? Juga Bolts is my imaginary bolt company I had for more than oh, 25 okay. years. <laughs> I wanted to start it, uh, okay. and I never did, and uh, I still well, have It's never, never too late. <laughs> I know, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's one of those that just hangs. So it bolts with Z. I always said, yeah, Z, because that keeps that little, I don't know, Balkan Russian steez, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, I still to this day, it's not there yet. But who knows? Who knows what future it might happen? 
but nicknames, you know, like we would get them either at the park or you would get them at your local spot or in the shop, you know, like today that right, is right, that right. the is that the transformation to an Instagram handle? Is that because you claim you can claim your own handle, but that's not a given name that you've been given by the by the culture, you know. So it's interesting yeah, the nicknames, true, yeah. you know. We're gonna have to thank all those skate shops for 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 the nicknames that we have in skateboarding, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And so, when did sponsorship start happening for you? And um, and I, I so I saw that one of your first big uh, breaks was in uh, Pontus's video "In Search of the Miraculous," yeah, which I think came out in two thousand ten or around there. So you had been skating for quite a quite a long time at that point, maybe like fifteen years or something. But yeah, just take me. Uh, can you take me a little bit through those those first years of skating and and when did you go pro and stuff like that? I yeah, I mean, like I mentioned it early, like you start, you get hooked up by the local skate shop, and I think that's for the first time it's stickers, and then it's like a T-shirt, and then it becomes a discount, and then maybe the shop has a distribution connection, and then you. They're like, oh, you would you would uh, fit on this, or you, hey, we have a good deal on those boards. Can you you can buy those for twenty five euros, you know, cost price or whatever. So it's really like that traditional. It mine is not unique. It's like you take what you what's available in front of you, you know. Yeah, you're you're mm-hmm. never proud of your track record, you know, when you're that little <laughs> and you get free shit and you get hooked up and it's like, yeah, you you do it all, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you do it because you simply don't have money. You know, you don't yeah, have yeah. to buy. I would break. There was one fucking summer I broke boards all the time, you know, because you're learning. You're in a learning phase and you don't land bolts and you're, uh, exactly, you know, yeah. I, would, I would get those, like I said, hand me down boards and I would break it before I would have paid it. And that sucked. You know, you get your monthly oh, yeah. allowance or whatever from your mother, f- 40 euros, you know, and you're like, oh, here's the one, f- the 15 that I'm sorry I broke that. He's like, hey. Don't be ridiculous. You know, Seth, my homie, is always like, hey, don't worry. Don't pay a broken board, you know? <laughs> uh, so I had, I had good friends that I could hand me down stuff. But then yeah. I think around when I was 15, probably 97, when, before, right before the brigade started, I started to skate for the local skate shop. And, and then that relationship, you know, you foster that, you take care of that. And then what happened in Malmo, like a few shops there was a switcheroo, you know, like one guy wanted to break out and do his own thing. And, you know, one, once he did that, that was Frederick from Street Lab. And, you know, mm-hmm. we all jumped on that train, you know, okay, let's support this guy. He's opening up a new store in a city where there was all, already like two and a half skate shop, you know. And we're mm-hmm. like, okay, fuck, exciting. This is like the new thing. And at that point, you're almost, I, I, I was writing for S and like I got girl boards from this other shop, you know, I was like, I was oh, nice. happy, but the whole team left, even John Dahlqvist, he left to write to, for Street Lab. And I was like, oh, okay. to tell you the truth, like I'm the, I was the only asshole left, you know, I was like, I was <laughs> at one off and, and I was, I went in the day of the opening of Street Lab to tell uh-huh. him I couldn't write for him. Like I needed to go with the boys, you know, like, cause Because Pont is the guy that worked at that shop. He's like, yeah, but now you're alone. Like, we can give you more stuff. And I'm like, it's not about that. Mm. The whole team is gone. Like, I need to go with the boys, you know? So I was like, I was so nervous. You know, I was like, fuck. It's like breaking up with your, you know, high school sweetheart or something. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was like, shit, I felt so bad. (laughs) But I had to do it because also 
at street lab everybody was gonna be there and also the team photo was on the wall and i was in that photo you know and because we, we, yeah. this was all planned and i felt like the worst and we've i mean oh, we've yeah. talked about it afterwards and it's funny <laughs> you know but but i was loyal to that last minute and then i'm like dude i need to go with with the rest you know yeah sorry i'm just gonna jump ship real quick <laughs> exactly and when street lab happened then then we all you know that yeah we did started to do the videos and start you know I mean, this is a time where you don't have all the tools you have of today. You know, you have a shitty XM Canon XM2 with a broken fisheye. You have or a digital, <laughs> the Sony Hi8 digital, so you could convert them to your computer. Like all again, very primitive, taped on yeah. fisheyes and stuff. And and you know, you start road tripping. There's contests here and there, and we 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 just started really to travel as a as a friend mm -hmm. gang. You know, everybody yeah. working on the side. You know, and then you have some you know, some free product. And, and in that timing, you know, they started 2001. So that's like those, let's say those two, two and a half year at, at, at Bruggerie, at you, you're starting to mm -hmm. get a bit, bit better at skating. And then you, you know, with street lab, you, oh, well, let's shoot some photos. And then like all of that kind of fell to place. Cause all of a sudden there was an entity and we were repping these kids. Like we were all, all part of a gang and And also feeding off each other. I think you need that, you know. I, I always yeah, yeah, felt sure. that, that that was a, a good vibe to have, you know, someone mm -hmm. that you could either feed off or give and then it's like a ping pong game and you 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 both elevate together because you you're learning together, you know. Mm -hmm. so and you push each other as well because always it's, if your best friend is doing a trick, you're like, fuck, I need to learn it, you know, and you're like, you, mm. you, yeah, you're feeding off each other. And so exactly, and yeah. then I think my when it got more official, you know, started to ride for, for uh, WSC, you know, that was a Swedish company. Oh, yeah. The clothing brand, right? Exactly. That was also through, you know, the connections that we had through the store. And, you know, I started to work a year after that store opened. I started to work there because I was like, okay, I was over my career. I worked in a warehouse, you know, really packing groceries, you know, and I worked there since my high school days because my uncle worked there and I had a lot okay. of... Um, I don't know what it's called in English. Practical work, practic. I don't know what that called. Uh, I forgot that word. You know, when you you're in um, school, but you get to practice. Uh, uh, you know, you get to work like th six week of your term. You can work at a place, and then they grade you on that. You know, kind of like an internship or something like. It's that? It's almost or? like an internship, but it's like when you're younger. You know, you're 16 to 18 when you do this. Right, right. And in my gymnasium, I had like a lot of that time, so I started to do my summer work. Mm -hmm. And went to that warehouse and did my prau or praktik, as it's called in Sweden. Let's call it internship. Okay. So the second time around, my uncle was, yeah, we're going to get you paid. I mean, you do a full man's work, you know. So I was like, what? Okay, like I'm doing this schoolwork. <laughs> I'm here six weeks. Like that for that time, you know, I, I probably spent it all on, on cost on one and two and, and girl boards, you know. Because that, <laughs> I mean... You know, being a kid and having after six weeks, I don't know, 1500 euros, you know, it felt like I won the lottery and it was For on sure, school yeah. time because my mm -hmm. friends didn't get paid at their, they did some shitty ass job and <laughs> didn't get paid, but get graded on it, you know. So I, I managed to hustle that, which was super fun. And yeah. uh, I was super stoked. And, you know, that's where I got loyal to that work. So every summer I would work there for my break, you know. Uh, gather right. money so I could do the little travel or do the little weekend trips. And then day after my graduation, I started to work there full time, you know. So I oh, was okay. there for quite a bit. But then Frederick at the shop, you know, he started the shop in 2001. Then he offered me the job in yeah, a year and a half after. 
Okay. So that was a, a sick thing. I was like, I can stand here. I have the, almost the same page. I, I think it's, it was 120 euro difference less, you know. But I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't have to lift like three ton a day. I can just be here, sell product that I love, be in a scale, you know, be in your own hub and environment. You know, I, I loved it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, collect everybody, you know, you would call everybody, oh, let's meet at your shop at six o'clock and then we go hit the streets or hit the whatever spot, you know, you're going to. So that sure. was, I mean, skate shop life is good. You know, I loved it. I loved, <laughs> I loved every second of it. So that, that going through that school, you know, that's all, I see it almost as a school, you know, you go through that and then well, yeah, you, you, for sure. you build connection. And, and Frederick at the time had the agency of DVS and Lakai and Matix. Yep. And uh, he would ask, you know, I remember like he, he was going on these sales trips, you know, like he needs to show the collections. And he asked me like, yo, I'm going to go around Sweden. We're going to be uh, away for like five days. Do you want to, you know, he was bored probably doing it on his own. And do you want to come with like, let's get sure. someone to work at the store and you, I, I, you know, you see how I do this. And mm -hmm. so I would like jump in the van, you know, and be with him and meet all the shops and meet distributors. And, you know, so mm -hmm. you already from a young age, I started to build my network. You Your know? network. And, and yeah, yeah. That resulted in people knowing who you are. And then you maybe had an interview in the mag or in, in, a, in a video, you know. There was sure. more points of relation, you know, they relate to you more. Of course. So with that, you know, I managed to figure out, you know, people to write for. And so that's, that's pretty much how my sponsorship begin, like through the lens of that store and, and you know. Right. Be, being active, really, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and building that network, as you mentioned. And uh, yeah. yeah. And so when, when did you, uh, did, did you turn pro? Uh, I saw that, I, I think you're still writing for them or... I'm not too sure because I saw that you're involved with a board brand um, called Eva or something like that. Or is yeah. that not a board brand? Uh, I, I was kind of confused. Brand. Okay. I'll tell you my board, like with Street Lab, he had some English friends. So okay. I, I loved UK. Like, let's think of this time, like 2001 to 2002 to 2004. Okay. Blueprint was ruling. Yeah, yeah. Let's not forget. Sick, sick videos like, and yeah. blue, blueprint. We could relate. Sweden is windy, rainy, horrible from times, <laughs> rough spots. It's the same climate, kind it's of. The same, almost same up shit, northern. Yeah. We're northerners, right? And yeah. then you had cliche, Jeremy. I mean, yep. Pontus wrote for cliche. So we had like a channel of like, oh, someone that made it outside, you know. So to mm. me, I, I mean, I was never going to try to go to California or, you know, like, I, this was so it was so far away you know just to i loved england and i loved mm -hmm. like what blueprint did and you know in england I, I i was jealous of the country where i saw there were so many brands at that time you know oh they have their they're on the island they built up their own industry i started to know the the business side of it like how the industry worked and with the distributors and brands and so mm -hmm. i was fascinated by england because there were so many brands you know Okay. Yeah. There was a, a a company that I wrote for for a, they were called Minute. They were around for about a minute, like at least when <laughs> I was on it, maybe a year. Okay. Yeah, they they discontinued it. I haven't heard about that one. Yeah. No, it, they were they were from Bristol. Super fun guys, and you know the um. But that was like my way out of like Malmo. You know, like oh, I get to go. Yeah. To, like it was even cheaper for me to travel to Stansted, spend a weekend and bring my boards home mm -hmm. than for them to ship them, you know? So I would like easily go on a trip, just, oh, I'll come and pick them up, you know? I'll, I'll go, you know, I work in the skate shop, so I could always like 
if there was a skate related thing, Frederick would be like, yo, go, go on this trip. It's a great opportunity or whatever, you know? Uh -huh. So I would like go, I would go like a, you know, ping pong between Malmo and Stansted because they were cheap, like 19 euros for a return ticket. You know, sometimes they were nothing. And I was like, okay, fuck, I get to build up like a community there as well or be part of a, a gang you know and, and uh, yeah 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 for sure and then that that brand dissolved but then the harmony came about you know and the harmony was you know another fresh air new brand you know adam munden that uh, filmed uh, one of the first blueprint videos you know together probably with dan mcgee and chez and him mm -hmm. and david dixon started this brand called the harmony and i got asked to write for it and okay i still don't to this day know why what does England have to do with me? You know, like I'm a little <laughs> small town boy from Malmö and I don't, I never understand why I would have, but maybe that was a whole relationship thing, you know, like I got some, some coverage in those media, you know, cause also, cause you had Kingpin in Europe, but then like I had yeah. so much respect for sidewalk and document, you know, and I met some of those people on those tours that I was, and I also injured my knee on one of those early tours. I was out for 14 months. 14, damn. Wow. Yeah, it took forever. And oh, yeah. what's interesting, because we, we, we were part of this big contest in UK, like best team contest. It was like Snickers sponsored, horrible contest. But I was there to try the course <laughs> and I got stuck on this, on this little uh, screw and I mm -hmm. fully killed myself, fucked up my meniscus, you know. Oh, shit. I had a watermelon knee and, and that was like second day of the trip and I was, had 12 days to go. And I'm there like drinking Stella for 12 days in the van. My friend Peter stayed with me and like, we're just part of the van and they were there, they're filming. But what do you do? Like you try to, you know, I had a iPod. I was like, you remember the iPods, you know, you had 16,000 songs. Yeah. You were DJing in the van or whatever. Yeah. Super thick and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're like part of this tour and then go home with a swollen knee. But I remember in Milton Keynes, there was a van, like a van drove down and then I saw a guy in like a, turquoise t-shirt and okay. I was like I've recognized that push and I looked at people like that's Pontus oh, that was okay. Pontus and we're like rolling up to the spots you know I had like crutches and like Peter was uh, rolling and like and it was him and he's like funny enough he's like yeah I'm this UK he was bummed he's like I'm on this UK tour we're gonna stay for two weeks or some shit you know and I'm like oh sick yeah I got injured I'm gonna go home on whatever Saturday and okay. what was funny like I flew home Saturday, I went out to my local like bar club. I see Pontus on the, like he comes to the bar. And I was like, what did you not, you had the tour, right? And he's like, no, fuck. I Aren't you supposed to be yeah. elsewhere? Or, yeah. He quit. He quit on that tour. Oh, so like okay. I met him in Milton Keynes, but I don't know if, I don't know if he ever repaired it and he flew to Lee. I don't know the story, but I remember like, no, no, I quit. I, quit. I came home. I couldn't stand it. You know, so he oh, left the tour. Okay. Kind of. that's, that's, when, that's when he quit uh, Cliché? yeah okay but i don't know if that was like the hard stop quit or if he went back to leo i have no clue yeah, how yeah, yeah. how his ending was but like sure i remember like him being frustrated in milton Keynes, and i had a watermelon knee you know yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah i fixed up that knee and then i you know we skated and then harmony came about and then we wrote that and i felt you know harmony was great friends and we we um we toured a lot. We did some amazing trips, you know, and like you do, you know, you're young, you just, you're just touring. And it was all for content to sidewalk document, even Kingpin maybe at the time. And then I think, uh, around 2005, I started to email with, um, I also left WSC to join Volcom for a bit with Hans Klassens. He was the TM at the time and 
got to do some trips, you know, we were in a puzzle. Puzzle was a big deal. That was European Formula One. So we had this yep. Volcom trip, Alicante, uh-huh. uh, that we all were. And that was like just when I started to night work uh, or, or started to write for SB as well. Oh, yeah. But I think 05, I started like an email, just emailing people and, and you know, Seb Palmer that uh, he does New Balance today. But he was like on SB at the time in Europe. Like he was one of those first ones that adopted it for UK. And and he probably knew about me through then Document Sidewalk and all that and Harmony. He knew, he knew all those guys, you know. We started to just email. And then I think it was early, maybe, I don't remember if it was November 05 or like Jan, February 06. But like I wanted to go to Barcelona to shoot with Leo Sharp. Uh, oh, yeah. like a random mixed tour but Tom Harrison from from the Harmony he was going like we were brothers you know like I said I always had like a person close to me that you know I would push myself with or you know have mm-hmm. someone to do the ping pong game with you know like because you I think you need that in skateboarding you know yeah. it's it's not a loner thing I'm not an individualist that that well I'm I'm, I'm not caved off in a mm-hmm. in a solo mode you know I, I I I always love doing it in a duo or with more people you know yeah, yeah. I understand and we would go to Barca and I remember I wrote for Lakai at the time okay I got the offer to ride for Nike and I went to the TM he's on, not with us today Christian Baumholt rest in peace but. I told him like, hey, I have the opportunity to go to Barcelona. I'm going to get my first Nike shoes there. He's like, Nike? Fuck, there's not, they're not even in the stores. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but I have this new program. It's, it's going to do skate things. And he's like, you know what? I don't tell the rest. Go on that tour. If you like the shoes, then you should tell them that you quit. But like, if you don't like it, I keep your spot. You know, he really had your back. You know, it was so cool yeah. to be like, oh, I get to test this because Nobody believed, you know, they were all like, oh, fuck, Nike, that fucking yeah. sucks. Like, do you, are you sure? And then, I mean, then you look at a fucking Soka Lakai at the time, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. They've done shoes in 40 years. You know, I, I think they know how to do shoes. Know at least, do you know? <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then I don't know. We were not aware of like what was going to come or, or like what, what this was. But like, it was a real, like I, mm-hmm. I escaped 10 days, you know, but I shot a lot with Leo, shot like and filmed and. And I told, because I, I was still texting, you know, with my flip phone at the time, <laughs> you know, 3G, 3G was not existing or photo, <laughs> like you were texting, you know, and, and uh, I would tell him like, yeah, it's going good, you know, like we're killing it here. It's it's fun. And I got so many funky shoes also on that first. I'm like, am I supposed to skate? Did these, these are collector's <laughs> shoes. They're like, it felt awkward, you know? Yeah. I remember texting back to Casper. He's like. Do I need to skate? Like, should I skate these? Like, they're so sick. I want to walk in them. I don't, like, don't want to damage them. Skate or, them. I'll yeah. send you. I'll see. Yeah, I send you new ones. You know, <laughs> I, I got the Hawaii dunks. You know, I don't know if you know that shit, but it was they were crazy colored. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And, um, what year was that when you started getting hooked up by Nike? 06? I think it's right between yeah, right between oh six and oh five. I think for for Christmas I got the Tiffany Dunk and the Thrasher Blazer. I remember and that was oh five. Okay. So in oh six I I started skate for them. Is that when the, um, the their program really started? Uh, like the legit kind of Nike program started because I I remember seeing Paul Rodriguez going to Nike. I don't remember what year that was, but that was right after the Yeah Right video. Or, or maybe a year or two after, but he was skating for S before? 2001 and two, like that's the two year where it all shaped up. But then okay. it took a little bit, like even took a, a little bit to come to Europe, you know? Yeah, of course. 
So I think 05, because Koffe, one of my mates from Malmö, he wrote for them already through like City Fellas and Denmark, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Denmark was also, uh, I mean, or City Fellas was also a local brand, you know, with, with a bunch of rippers. And I remember Koffe getting hooked up by Casper from Holland through that lens, you know, and I, I uh, but I went on that trip. And when I got back, you know, I'm like, shit, they're gonna, I got a lot of photos and footage in these new shoes and they, they were great, you know, and they're gonna put me on. I think I might get a contract, you know, and that, that was unheard of, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe Pontus have signed a contract, but nobody else around me had ever you know, got to that point, you know, sure. it was a handshake and a, and a box of clothes or, or, you know, 150 euro at, at the time, you know, some yeah. <laughs> very premature, but, but, uh, no, I came back and I, I told Christian like, yo, this, I think this is right for me. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch, you know? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and I did. I'm just wondering, cause uh, at that time, I remember that the shoe game in skateboarding was really controlled by skater owned companies like S, Etnies, uh, You mentioned DVS earlier, like brands like DVS, that. DVS like I was huge yeah. Yeah, at that time. And obviously now, we're, especially today, we're in a totally different market where Nike, Adidas, New Balance, Converse basically are the big players. And all the skater-owned brands, they didn't disappear, but they're kind of struggling to compete. To stay at the same level, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, basically, how, how did you, did you have doubts, basically, is my question, about going to Nike or because of that whole context? Yeah, everybody around me were like, this, it's, it's sketchy because it's unheard of, right? It's like, oh, you know, I would ask friends, like, oh, do you think I should do, you know? Mm-hmm. But then, like, getting that much, pro- like, when you, when you put them next to each other, you know, the two deals or, you know, what do I have here? I write for distribute, you know? Mm-hmm. And my ambition with, with Lakai at the time, because again, Blueprint, Royal Family, mm-hmm. you know, Nick Jensen and Brady, I, I've watched their parts a gazillion times. Lost and Found is, you know, one of my, that and Andra Akten is like the two best skate videos, I think. <laughs> But just because it was on her, I, I had some local, you know, we would, we had already worn Nikes for party. Like you would wear them at, as a rock, rocker's shoes, you know, you would just rock them when you're not skating sure, yeah, yeah. you know fat you would say jason dill go to tokyo in in an air max so it looked cool you know like mm. there was a there was a coolness around the air bubble and and and, and you know it's nike you know michael jordan idol since i was a kid you mm-hmm. know but i really looked at just like hey they might be able to do something because we what we wanted to do was like the vikings like take those scandinavians you know the 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 neighbors video had just released i think oh yeah and we're like maybe we can do like the vikings some a segment for lakai to like invest the same way they did with like royal fam and french connection with jjjb and and uh, lucas yeah and and lucas you know and then you had the royal fam and then the because we were a a tight team up here in the north you know i i think we could have you know but i think you know, the market were probably not big enough or, mm. you know, they didn't have their eyes on that, that field, you know, but I felt like, oh yeah, I can stay here on a distribution deal with, which means nothing. And probably I will just get stuck, you know, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. this was my like exit on getting shit done. Yeah. Like, wow, they're going to do travel support. You get a base compensation and you get so ridiculous amount of shoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, oh, okay. This is It fucking made no much brainer, more sense. You know? And yeah, it was a yeah. better deal for you. I understand. So I, I, I took it and, and, you know, like my first quarter or whatever, however you look at it, like from that date, I got the cover of Sidewalk. I got the cover of Document and the cover of like Yifdom back home. Mm-hmm. So it's like I had a hat trick in cover my first half year at, at SB. 
Damn. You know, oh, we signed this new guy. And then you're like, you know, I was so fired. You know, let's mm-hmm. go. You know, and I was just like, and that meant something at that time, you know? For sure. Yeah. I don't know if that has the same value, but I I was through the roof. Like, wow, I get to to be on the cover of those magazines that oh, I yeah. love. You know, it's like... It puts you on the map, basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that first, that helped my, my you know, UK kind of... Yeah, it helped me out there, you know. And mm-hmm. that's why Harmony became the obvious choice. And we, we built it from there, you know. And they turned me pro, mm-hmm. you know. It was their brand that turned me pro. And then I... I wrote for them and then I felt, you know, you've done two video parts, you're working on a third project or something, you know, you, you can also get consumed in it, you know, especially like friends and more and more new people. There's always like a point where like the OG that's been there for from the day one and then there's new people in and you're like, I think we all came to like, ah, I need, probably need need a change at some point, you know? Yeah. And I know Tom, my f- best friend at the time, you know, he, he was trying to get on Blueprint, but Blueprint right at that time it like blueprint turned to shit you know oh, okay. after the it last video time. and right. then it kind of all yeah it was done okay you know? so that's when i i spent the winter with yalta because uh, i nike was a crazy journey i think we can we can do a whole episode on just <laughs> that subject i'm not gonna dwell on it because i know i can get stuck on, on topics <laughs> but like i quit writing for them i came i wanted to figure out what was next you know mm-hmm. and um me and Yalta were in San Francisco, just like escape, escape in the classic winter, you know, let's go out there, let's film. And we had a filmer with us, Frederick, and we, we thought like, oh, we can submit this to Pontus Film. And when I, I told the guys, like, I just want, you know, because I, I didn't feel that I could do another part for them. You know, I'm like, I've done this now. It's just going to be on repeat. You know, I, I, won't, I need a new challenge. And then I got an opportunity to, to film for Pontus Film, you know. Right in search which we also did not know what it was going to be right you're like oh let's let's try this you know mm-hmm. so we spent the winter in in sf at the end of the leg of that trip we invited like the danish and the swedish riders so we did like a joint trip at the end which was super fun you know and i visit deluxe a couple of times when i was out there and uh, there was this sales guy andrew meckham and i met john alden and, and they're like when i came home i was like yo can i just get boards like i want to focus on this one project so if I could write for something that you have, you know, I would be more than stoked, you know? Yeah. And I got to write for Crooked, just oh, on a, nice. like a distro, but they would, okay. you know, they through you the up, Swedish yeah. distributor. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Swedish distributor would get my boards on the same palette that their their orders are on, you know? So it's okay. like a distro flow, you know? And I was like, wow, Crooked, it's insane, you know? Like, a, so I just, uh, I just wanted to focus on, you know, one thing and, and try to try to do... Uh, because I had a lot of projects also ongoing Yeah. with WSC because Volcom, I quit that, went back to WSC. Okay. So like my, I was, I was staying busy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I was trying to do stuff, but, but uh, also try to focus on, 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 on Pontus film and, and, and uh, in search. So yeah, I, I wrote for Crooked for until like this, it's, the, it, it's fun, funny thing, like national, I think they started in, yeah, also 2012. Okay. So Tom Harrison was going to be the first writer. You know, it's Tom. It, it's old friends, you know. And I was like, oh, that's great. It's my old friend, Sam Barrett. Like, he was from, from Nike. Like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, you guys are doing this? I'm, I'm down. It was all, you know? all your homies, basically. Exactly. And that was like a fresh new start to do something else. And it, again, 
funny that it's U- UK again, like, because I, I, I had, a, there was a Swedish brand six pack I got offered to write for, you know, I, okay. I remember getting a pro model, which my, with my name spelled wrong. And I was like, that's how much you want me to write for you. <laughs> you can't even spell my fucking name. Wow. That's like, you know, good move. <laughs> And then also Bellows was the never ending. I loved Bellows so much, but it was too close to my, yeah, I never made it happen. I could have, I know I could have, but, but like I, I stayed UK and that, mm-hmm. that felt good. That felt good to, you know, have one foot there and one foot here. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Yeah. Do you still skate for them or are you now completely... I still skate for them. Okay. No, no, I, I still I still skate for them. Okay, yeah, because I saw your name on their like website and their Instagram page and stuff. So, But I, but since you were also involved with this other board brand thing, I, I wasn't too sure if you were writing for both yeah. or what was the story basically. No, I still, I still write for the National. I love the National. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, you know, having having Mackie, having uh, Smith, all the OG, you know, we're we're becoming old in it, you know, and I I'm not a seat filler. You know, I don't want to hold up a seat for someone else. Sure, and sure. I've had the discussion with Tom and Rye, like, what should we do? You know, you should leave room for the next generation. Yeah, you the know, younger cause, guys. Cause are... you would, they, would, they would need the boards more than me, you know, and I'm happy to be be part of something and be part of it as much as I can. But you know I, to to be honest i mean they've done a couple clips and videos and 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 stuff like they're in uk i i this last two years i haven't even been able to go there well, yeah with covid and stuff yeah but then it's like my crazy work i i mean somewhere in this process i decide to start working but i have worked in my whole whatever if it could, i don't know if we should call it a career or like a Peter Pan syndrome where I escape reality and try to do everything (laughs) (laughs) at once, having a job, having a career skating, being like, yeah, what does it fucking mean? I don't know. (laughs) know, Getting a name on your board. I don't think that's the depth today. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like being a pro today probably has other values, you know? Yeah. But, but I think you should never get old where you are. You should always move forward, you know? And, and, uh, and, and realizing that when I get older, you know, like, fuck, I don't, I don't want to be someone's burden, you know, or like be, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. We, we might have some fun things coming next year, you know, it's, it's turning, it's a birthday, so like, it's going to turn 10 years old, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm honored and stoked if, if they even count me in, you know, like, cause, cause honestly, what have happened to me the past six and a half year is that I, I went on a crazy journey working work wise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You've been Where very busy, yeah. Some people at the office, oh, you you change your uh, <laughs> your your contract to a Nike email, you know, as if that was something that was cooler, you know. I'm like, I would love to keep my writer's contract because it's mm-hmm. better, yeah. you know. But then you're like, Daniel, you you need to grow up. I became a dad in this pro- whole. Oh yeah. Like, I became dad at 27. Oh damn! So you so know, that son is he's like 12 years old then. Yeah, he's 11 today. 11. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Which is crazy to think you have a eleven year old yeah. mini me skateboarding today. Oh, no, he's skating. He That's sick. Cool. Today he is, yeah. But like being a young dad, you know, living the life of of like a because, like I said, seasons here were shorter. You know how it is. It's like yeah. May till October, and then it's winter, and then you skate inside, and then or go on trips. But then you need to afford to go on trips, mm-hmm. and I was blessed to have sponsors that would do that for you. You know, but I also. I always worked, you know, and with the, when I started to work with, with Nike SB, it was like a two day a week, you know, two and a half days a week. Mm-hmm. 
but you worked every week, you know, like it was, you worked full time anyway, but they did on paper, it looked like that. And that could be combined with some kind of skate career, you know, and sure. then you're like, and the challenge, you know, to what, why I jumped it was like, you know, you get the chance to build up something new. Yeah. And, and that's always excited, considering if it's a brand or if you, you know, get a job, like a, a new adventure. The newness is exciting in my head. So, sure. you know, I, I was like, this was April 6th, no, April 2nd, 2006, when I was like, because this ha- was something happened also in, I worked at Street Lab. We built that up to what it is today, you know, with like three friends. We hired another guy mm-hmm. to do the web shop. And then, you know, like in a timing where it converted from mail order to web shop, you know, everybody was supposed to have a website and a web shop and mm-hmm. blogs. And like, it was a, for a shop clerk, that was like overwhelming. Oh, yeah. You're like handling customers, you're doing buys, you, you run the store nine to five or whatever. And then there's another layer coming on top of it, which I, I could not code. I couldn't do flash. It was all flash at the time, you know? So okay. we invested like me and Frederick that worked at the store. We're like, okay, let's take this other guy and that do the web and, you know, building up a website, that's like a building a whole new company. Yeah. You had to be aggressive on marketing, but like we never had money. We're just gambling with the risk of like, fuck, we need to jump on this trend now to survive, you know, because web is the future. Yeah. And we would be stupid and ignorant if we wouldn't, you mm-hmm. know? So I remember that year we, we did all these commitments and, and, you know, we saw the, you know, it was a boat carrying two people and we were three. So it's like every month you're throwing water out of that boat, you know? And then mm-hmm. you're almost in a sinking phase. And I remember like a New Year's Eve at, at the at the boss house, you know, at Frederick's house. We're like, we're like drunk crying. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we got the accounting. Like, it's it, uh, either we sit in that fucking boat, mm-hmm. all three together and see if it sinks or like try to like keep it alive or mm-hmm. or someone needs to do something else. And, and I looked at like Rasmus did the web. Like we just invested in like him taking it to the future. He cannot jump off, you know. And then I looked at Frederick, like, you are the, you're the founder, like, you cannot jump off, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to jump off. <laughs> I'd rather see this being saved, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. than letting it fall. Because sure. this was our, like I said, this was our clubhouse. This was what we built together. We, you know, we've done video, like, we're a whole gang and a lot of people are depending on us. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like the best thing I could do was like, you know what? I'll fucking jump the boat, you know, mm. and try to make it survive. And you know, that happened. And I was without a work uh, a year, um, like not even, you know, and then that, that, that following year, Nike started to flirt. And then we're like, oh, everything kind of turned out great. You know, yeah, the yeah, shop yeah. is still there today. I'm still here. It's, it's, it's good. It worked you know? out. Yeah. Yeah. So jumping on Nike was like, oh, this is another fun thing that we can build from scratch. It fits my, my pro life or whatever you yeah, would yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah. So, you know, we did that and I, I started to do stuff with them. And, and uh, so what, what, were, what were your first, um, uh, as, uh, how do you say, assignments with Nike? Basically, I mean, you were you were obviously like a team writer. Uh, you were wearing shoes. You were like an, uh, a brand ambassador, so to speak. Yeah. For, first year, just a writer. Like I had it, that separated. Uh-huh. Then then when I got that contract in 2006, the hiring thing, uh, like a freelance uh, gig, you know. Yeah, yeah. That was like the assignment was to to put on a t- like make a team and do some marketing initiatives. Okay. That was the first like oh you want to put a team together we're gonna like really invest in this and you get to choose who to write for like I had to do 
I never built a deck in my life at that point, you know. I didn't have my own VAT company. Like, I had to start my own company because it was invoicing, right? They, we were never hired oh, yeah, back yeah, yeah. then. It was all, like, freelancing. Sure. So I was like, oh, shit. And, you know, you had to do all these things. and, and Figure it out. Yeah. So we signed a team. You know, I found characters that whole year, you know. Because uh, me and Koffer, Koffer, that we had through Denmark. Uh-huh. I put him on the Swedish team. I'm like, you don't have to. You're from Sweden. You should write for us, you know. So put him on and a couple of others you know so they started like hyper local you know super local I had a colleague like in Helsinki Oki uh-huh. that owns uh, a store there he he started the same day as me you know mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah we built it from there started with the team and then like a couple months later you know when they saw your work I did the first tour we had coverage like then the question came like hey yo we added another day extra on your contract like do you want to do sales like we're we're con- we're looking at the market would you would you be interested and i'm like i've toured with lakai and dv like i know these people yeah yeah i know who to call you know for sure yeah easy peasy i was like <laughs> yes of course that sounds good you know let's do it and uh, i had you know and it was super funny like the first directives and stuff you know there was like one particular one I remember, I had, you know, you shot photos of all the stores, you build your like master deck or whatever. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, have to take these shops out. And they sell snowboards. I'm like, have you guys been, you're in Holland. Have you been to Sweden? We have a harsh winter. Like all the skate shops in Sweden sell snowboards to survive the fucking cold months. So mm-hmm. it's like even Street Lab, like my local shop here, they they were like denied on the first paper, you know, because they're oh, like, yeah, they sell snowboards like, and I had to explain that whole thing, you know, because like, yeah, probably the, they, the directive uh, came from come, came from U.S. probably where you had those snow shops and stuff and they were not yeah. allowed. But like here, multi doors were the normal, you know, sure, say for sure. Norway, even even I mean, in Norway it was even more clear to people that oh, a skate shop has snowboards in the seasons. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was it was like really a <laughs> band of misfits. You know, we were all like in the beginning, we were like five people then we got some reps you know and we grow that family organically you know after markets that you you know once the market was stable you you look at other so it was it was a fun fun thing to to be part of you know For and sure, to yeah. me like hey I, I had a brand that i could do a tour i could have a team locally i could get people paid i could do content for the magazines and do tours like nobody else would pay us tours you know i would get invited to go on like a wsc trip or whatever you know occasionally a year you know at that time, I think so, board brands and potentially like Carhartt and a handful of other brands would do like big tours and stuff. Yeah. But I felt this was like a, a real vehicle, like a tool to do great stuff. Yeah. So I did that, like I became their sales rep. Yeah, I became their okay. sales rep. Like that's what that would like evolve into, you know. Were you still doing the team management uh, aside from the sales yeah, we rep? Yeah, we did everything. Like... There was no roles. When we started, there was no roles. Okay. You okay. did everything from marketing to seeding to, you know, the, like that came way later. The definition and the roles and like all these sure. acronyms that I still don't know what they mean today. <laughs> but this was really like finger in the, like my first season sales, we're like, I think we're six or seven people around the table. You get the collection. Agra would lift up a shoe and be like, Jaga, how many shoes, how many of these can you sell in Sweden? I'm like, I do 150, <laughs> you know, you, you wouldn't know. It's nine months before you go to market, you know, you're like, yeah. what the fuck do I know? You know, but <laughs> I, I love shoes. Like I'm a shoe fetish, you know, okay. I love shoes. I have, let's not talk about it, but I have <laughs> insane amount of shoes. Okay. 
because I've been a collector way before I even started Nike. But then being at Nike opens the holy grail oh, yeah, of collecting well, yeah, sure. if, if you're into that shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I did sales, like 29 sales seasons of SB. That's a long wow. time. Yeah, that's a really long time for sure. So, so, but you, yeah. you recently left actually, right? Uh, in, in the summer of 2020, I think that's when I, I read that you uh, left Nike. Yeah, it was time to move on. I had the best of times. Like the 14 year old me would never believe me if I retell the story. <laughs> One thing we didn't touch on was you, you asked on Eva. Oh yeah, Eva yeah, yeah. Skateboard. It's run by this younger crew from Stockholm, old friends. Uh, one of them is an old mate. And him and a filmer, Henry, they, they called me early spring this year and said like, hey, we have this little brand, you know, it's typical classic bedroom brand, you know, doing stuff on demand, have a little team, have some boards. And, I, you know, I love that vibe because that's a youthful vibe. It's for the culture. And in Sweden right now, not too much... You know, we used to have like 10, 12 brands here. Now there's like Sour, they're in Barcelona. Board brands? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like Sour, there's Poetic, Polar is in Portugal. They don't even, he's Pontus. Yeah, Pontus is living out there. Yeah. But like that next generation of brands, there's not like too many of them. And, mm. and so they, they said one thing that's, that I really liked when they, when they asked or approached me for help was like, we want to create something that has three generations of skateboarding in one brand, you know? Okay. So they're like... You know, Henry's in his, you know, 20s, Pat in his 30s, and I'm pushing to be 40 next year, you know? Right. And I was like, that, I feel honored to be included in that kind of pond of, you know, skateboarding and culture, because we all have three different views on it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, with the knowledge that I have, why would I not give those tools to someone, you know? Like, and that's where I wanted to, I was like, you know, I write for Nash, I'm not going to write for you. You're not asking me here to write for you, because that's not... I'm not this brand. This is your brand. You're doing this with these bunch. You know, I love Axel from the second time I met him. He just dropped an insane part. I don't know if you saw it, uh, but check Axel Bagren's part if you haven't seen it. I don't think I did, yeah. It just came up live yesterday. But like, oh, okay. I love the crew and the vibe. And mm -hmm. I hope, you know, I'm, I'm behind the scenes and helping them just to get the shops, the distro, the, like some of those things that you don't know when you start a brand. So I'm kind of giving them my little toolbox, you know, right? Okay. and helping them out that way, you know. So okay. that's why I'm kind of like involved with Eva and trying yeah. to, you know. Promoting it. Yeah, yeah going mm -hmm. from the bedroom to the living room. Now we have Zoom calls in the living room. Next part is like, let's be a proper company at one point or like, like figuring it out, you know. Okay, okay. Or it's better to just do it as a crew. It, it be, you know, whatever we decide or they decide with it, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to like help them do Because I think Sweden needs it as well, you know. We need a new, fresh air, you know. Sure, sure, sure. You said uh, we, we could touch a little bit about your, your parts in, in Search of the Miraculous and Grey Area and how you met up with uh, Kuba and, and, and the guys uh, um, that made those uh, videos in Poland. Um, 
So, so yeah, let's talk about that a little before we, we go back to Nike and post details and Shinner and everything. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about what happened from like 06 and then you, you know, there's four years until In Search premiere, right. but like Pontus is probably filming during this time, right? And, you know, becoming like that, the, one of those writers that are Nike, we started to tour, we started to get invited to do tours, you know, I got to tour with the former blue, like Blueprint team, you know, I was in Miami with Colin Kennedy, we collecting footage, you know, some of that footage that I have is from around the world from those tours. Okay. So like filming for In Search, like I still have this one thing and I'll get into it later, but I was constantly tra like you had the work travel then you have like sponsorship travel you know you were since i had like multiple sponsors there's always something happening at one of them you know like mm. oh if it's not we a sea shoot or like doing a trip there then it's a nike sp thing and then it's a you know with the skate shop which we're still doing videos and mm -hmm. and then it's pontus out here you know so yeah i mean if if you look at in search of miraculous there's some sf footage you know that is in your part, you mean, or, or in the video yeah, in general? Yeah, me and, me and, like I told you, me and Yalta in SF. Okay. And then there's the Malmö footage. And if you look at the Malmö footage, I have the same board and the same shoe on probably 80% of that footage because it's one day. Some of those, I, I could, it's actually like three days, I think, okay. most of it. And then there's like one sporadic trick here and there, like the only over to the fridge was probably the last thing we landed. Oh, yeah. It's starting to be winter and, and cold, you know. But, but like, so... I was never satisfied with that part. Like we're skaters, right? We're never gonna get satisfied with a part. Yeah, we're, we're the, uh, our worst uh, critics. Yeah. Yes, and still to this day, even when someone like Pontus, he is also a critic, like one of the strongest opinions, you know. But but like, <laughs> I mean that 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 part was sick. We were part of a, a a new thing from him, and you know, Polar came out of that, you know. Yep. And then uh, I remember telling Kuba the. Because Kuba from Gray Area, he was a sales rep for SB. He was one of those that we hired to that squad, you know, not me okay. personally, but like he, he joined that squad. So I got to know him and he told me he was doing videos and he has footage on some old Nokia phone of me. We're drunk as a skunk in somewhere in the world. I don't know if we're in Barcelona or wherever we were. Where I'm like, when I'm done with this video, I'm gonna film a part for you. And then I, I read about this in an interview. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like showing me the foot, like. I don't know if it was on the premiere night of if he was out. I don't remember. But like he's showing me that and I'm like, yeah, I'm a man of my word, you know, of course, let's do it. <laughs> and uh, high pressure days, you know, I was a dad. It was. Oh, yeah, happy. already. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was working and Cuba wants a part out of you. And of course, I never wanted to disappoint anybody. You know, sure. so I, I was like, okay, let's go. And, you know, got to go to Poland, visit them. And, mm hmm. And did that part, but our relationship, I, I love Kuba, you know, I love him a lot. Like even in COVID, the only trip I did in that year of 19 where it broke out was to Warsaw to, or in 2020, to Warsaw to meet Kuba and Eurash and film with them for, for the new project, you know? Oh, nice. Cool. I always loved Balkan, Eastern Europe, like it's untouched. It's still, not to say the specific year, but the 90s, 93, it's still untouched down there. Like uh -huh. our first Nike trip I did with Nike SB Sweden was to offer them, do you want to do Grand Canaria all-inclusive hotels or do you want to go to former Yugoslavia? I take you to all the countries. We go 14 days and do a full circle. And everybody was like, what? Yeah, let's go there. Yeah. Nobody's been there. You know what I mean? And you give back, you know, by going there, there's still people down there that talk about when we came because nobody else has come since. 
Yeah, it made much more sense to go out there for sure. And even yeah, with and, your and, personal history with, uh, yeah. Yeah, and Poland as well. You know, like, it's, it's funny. We joke about it. Like, I'm part of the Colegas, you know, and and and, uh, and when Gray Area came, everybody thought I was Polish, you know. Daniel Stanky, yeah, of course it's Polish, you know. Could have been. <laughs> yeah, could have been, for sure. And then, you know, we just kept on working. I mean, we worked together, but then, yeah, one part is out and then you... you it's something it always has to do with you're not happy with what you just did so you're like you want to outdo to yourself yeah and i have that crazy i don't know that's a disease you know you go <laughs> you carry that shit and that can eat you alive you know yeah i have that in my work if you heard from people that i work with like copy paste is not the jam you know like i i always want to outdo what we did the previous year or like what we did with the last campaign just because we invented or discovered a formula we still had to do it better next time. Mm-hmm. I'm never happy with, you know, yeah, it's good. Settled. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I have everything to thank skateboarding as corny or cliche that might seem, but like it has taken you through so many faces and it had helped you navigate. And you know, you, by always being hungry or always having that, yeah, that you, that you can never fulfill it, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that took me through and still to that, like, I can, I told Kuba like I'm not gonna even film a full part, you know. I'm getting older, like I, I don't have it, and I don't have the time to invest either. I cannot be with you two months to do this, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you become someone that's in the montage or in an intro of a part, or and I love you, Rush, and everybody down there, you know. Like that that's some that's friends for life. And you, I'm so stoked. Yurash is on national. Oh yeah. Like due to COVID, yeah, I've been down and visit him, you know. Mm-hmm. But like we haven't been on tour again together, you know, so I would love to with those closest, you know, go on tours. And today it would be like you take holiday from work and you go on a skate trip. You know, that's 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 the translation of it today. Yeah. But yeah, I love projects, you know, and and involving myself and, and, uh, you know, and if I promised I, I will I will keep my word, you know. So that's that's how you started filming with these guys and and how you yeah. ended in that having had part in their video. So the first one yeah. was called Just Gray Area? Uh, or did it have a specific title? or Because I, I know this, the, the other one was Neverwhere, but... Uh, no, first one is Gray Area. Just Gray Area, okay. And then now Gray Area is kind of his branding that he puts out those videos, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's why I wasn't sure if it was the actual name of the video, or but yeah, so it started as that video and then evolved into the brand, basically. Yeah, and Kuba's been here filming with Pontus also, you know. So I've met Kuba in Malmo also, and those the, the gang have been a good take. And everybody's been here way, way, be, you know, late 90s. Like, I don't know when the first time Kuba was here, but that, that must have been early. Mm-hmm. And so so the, the, the latest one, uh, I think, which came out in 2018, Neverwhere. Uh, so you had a part in that one as well. Yeah. Was the process kind of similar as for the first one, or did you have... More time to film or to go sh- less, like less, oh, less, less okay. like fewer, fewer, like, yeah, that's again with, with the kind of work you, I mean, yeah, everything you're involved in. Yeah. Try to find someone else at Nike that have filmed two or three video parts while they worked at Nike. Oh yeah. No, I'm sure it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you find that, I'll give you a, 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 a gold medal, <laughs> you know? It's hard. Like it was hard to combine those schedules, and and but we did it. You know, like I'm 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 stoked. Yeah, and they were they, they were solid parts. I mean, I watched them a, a few weeks ago, and again, and uh, the, they were really really cool. So it's it's not like you as you said before, like it's not like you had just a few tricks in a montage or something. It was 
a solid three, four, five minute part or something. So yeah, yeah, you Thank definitely you. pulled it off. It. Yeah, so I mean, now that we're on videos, like COVID became boring, you know, I quit my job. I was like, I'm going to be independent. I'm not going to do anything for a year. You know, I was fully over it because that decision, you know, went through my head. I was calling it in like December. Mm -hmm. What is that? December 19. And then I was like, oh, Oski project was my last one. I went out with a bang, you know, and then I was like, ah, oh, there was some some stuff that had to keep me there till May. And then, you know, I felt I had the best of rights. The timing that I did this in my youth as well. I was young. I was like, there was no rules, fearless. You're, you're just going right. We could nobody has done this before us. So mm -hmm. we could do whatever we wanted. At one point, I really felt like, you know, uh, with this little team that we work with, yeah, we can do whatever we want in skateboarding right now. Mm -hmm. From contests to events to museum to gallery. Like, oh, what do we do? What do we want to do? Uh, we, you put your, you know, heads together and you could come up with something super rad. Like CPH Open. That's one of my oh, yeah. proudest, you know, being part of that. I know those are also idols and icons from the past that I've looked up to forever you know and, and like being able to influence them in a way where they, the whole concept changed and became a monster you know mm -hmm. we yeah. did it for 11 days through copenhagen amsterdam and berlin wow 11 day long contest i thought i was gonna die on that <laughs> I, sure. i don't know how we survived that and i haven't even reflected on it but <laughs> i i got to do cool collaboration projects you know and If I, you know, the Friday projects is one that's my dearest, you know, working with friends. It was built on friendship and friends. Uh, the Polar, uh, pro like there's so many cool projects and contests Like you're bringing up those amateurs, you know, signing someone like Oski, you know, Nando Oski, all the Swedish, Sarah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. like, I can feel a bit like John, you know, John had them in school. I took care of them after school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like right in, but like when, when they actually quit his school, oh, if you were on my team, you were on my guardian, you know, I was your guardian. <laughs> I remember even a funny story around Tao. John was like, now is your problem to solve, you know, like, and I hired Tao as a, a contracted filmer for a bit. And like he did some campaign, like it's, it's fun because you get to work with friends and do fun stuff. And mm -hmm. We looked back at like those years. I'm like, fuck, I was young. I, I, you know, you're, you're on it. You know what's up. Uh, and I was constantly traveling. So you would have all these influences. You know, I would be in Berlin and in Paris. And in, so you would know kind of what was going on and what was up. And, and friends with the industry as well. It's not that I didn't speak to Adidas or didn't speak to people. You know, we knew everybody in the industry. Sure. So you're having fun with it. And I felt like... In the beginning of 2020, like the world is going to shit. COVID is about to bloom out. And then you're like, ah, it's never going to be better than it was. You know, that's yeah. really how I, for, for myself personally, the brand might take a different route. The brand might go somewhere. But I almost felt like, wow, this is it. This is the time for me to change and me to like jump off this wagon because this train is going to go. But like I was, I felt like, wow, I had the best of time. Let's, let's stop there. Yeah, because you can easily like cling on to something and yeah. then that's all you are. And you like, I'm still from the first day I were at Nike, I'm still Daniel Stag with the skateboarder that I was, you know, I haven't. Mm -hmm. I hope that people around me have felt that I have not changed. I'm still the same. I think that Malmo video proves I'm still a stoked Malmo skater that wanted to show the next generation kids of, of Malmo in my hometown where you can. This is where you can skate. You know? Yeah. And show that if I, 39, with kids and bonus daughter and, and family and work and, 
if I can do it, what's your excuse? Exactly. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. That video was sick, by the way. I really loved it. I mean, it was... Uh, I don't remember how long it is, maybe 15 minutes or 20 minutes or something. Approximately, yeah, right under 50. I think it's like 14 with the credit, but the credits are like, you know how those girl videos and chocolate videos and four star, yeah. I want the, the credits. I think the initial video is maybe nine minutes, but then the credits are longer because that's where all the shenanigans and friendship stuff and swimming and mm. that, that kind of shares the whole spectrum of what a day in Malmo could look like if you come visit me. You know, okay. we're probably going to swim somewhere. We're going to go skate somewhere. We might have a barbecue, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sell the dream and the lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's like a tourism office or something in Malmo, but they should they should like use this video as a promotional uh, video for for the city or something we'll, we'll have yeah. to talk to skate malm and gustav to see yeah, if they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they want to promote it it's three friends the same friends that started to ride for that skate shop i told you about yeah you know one is divorced one have three kids the other you know we're not in a midlife crisis but we are like <laughs> getting older in it you know yeah, we've yeah. done this for so long and i'm like to be out with those with that gang it gave me my whole summer, you know, I've, I felt so good being out and actually do it. Because I, I love skating, but, but I've talked to John a lot about this, you know, like to mm -hmm. me, I like skating, but it's not that I would like go to down to the local park every day and I get fulfilled. You know, I don't, I, I feel nothing. It's like sitting on a fucking treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or running on a treadmill or sitting on a bike, you know, like I want to be out, be part of the hunt, feel much like that has been so many years of my life that I haven't been able to wash that out. Even though I today don't owe anybody anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I still, to myself, in my head, I think that I have to do it. At, yeah, but I have to, I know how to skate, you know? And just because I worked in an office, I knew inside, like, I can do everything. You know, I'm better now than I was, than I, than, than I was six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that video part talks that. Like, I, sure. that was three months of work. You know, we can do this. But like one thing I still have on my bucket list, it's a part made with one filmer. I've never been able oh. to do this. And this is my biggest dream still. And I hope I get to do this before I, you know, can't do this no more. <laughs> well, it has to be someone you see every day. So maybe, maybe you like your partner or you, you're one of your exactly. kids or something. <laughs> I need to teach Maxi yeah. how to film. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it will make it easier for you. <laughs> exactly. But that's still in my on my bucket list to get to film like because like I said, Pontus thing was like some stuff from there, some from there. Uh -huh. Three days in the car with him. And it's like, you know how people do with brand like you're, you're filming with one or two filmers and you did. It's a portrait. Mm -hmm. I feel like my parts have never been that, you know, I, I go in and out of Poland and I go on a trip. I I beg the filmer on that trip. Oh, can I get the footage to give to Cuba? And it's like. Kuba has also said to me, I'm not a national filmer, you know, you, you can't afford me to, to film for national, you know, so his tricks was for his video. But I was like, no, but national is going to come first. Can you just release this and then I'll film new stuff for you? And it's like, ah, you know, you have to like yeah, it's, it's difficult. Da dance between yeah. all this. And then I just want one filmer, one commitment and do one I'm never going to say last, but I'm going to say Oh, no, you, I mean, it doesn't look like you're slowing down anytime soon. So you have probably, probably have plenty of other video parts uh, in <laughs> you. Uh, so let's see. It's hard. It's hard to squeeze that out. I'm sure. Then, but yeah. And then then with Malmo, it's like, where does a skate video, like a scene video? Because I joked with Roland from Place, like, oh, but back in the day, I would 
slap a sticker on this, sell it for 10 euros at the skate shop. It's my local video. Mm -hmm. But today, because there is internet and these tools, like, oh, but should I put it online? Like, is this for online? Is this for the globe to judge and watch and take part of? Or is this still just a little scene video, but everybody now have access to it? Yeah. Where does this land? Mm -hmm. I still have a hard time figuring it out. Because what, should I convince Thrasher to put this in? <laughs> Probably not. And then Roland with Place, they've done a Malmö issue. He's a close friend. I'm like, hey, could you house it? Like, I don't know if it makes sense. And he's like, oh, let me send me the link. And you're fine. I'm nervous uploading that shit on Sprint and set. And because you're like, oh, I wonder if they're going to, you know, yeah. am I going to have to re-edit it? And I'm like, fuck, I'm not a 17-year-old that needs <laughs> to be judged here right now. You know, we just, mm -hmm. I just composed like a great feeling out of Malmo. Yeah. But like, where does that sit today? It's hard. Like there was close to 300 people at the premiere night. I got yeah, shocked. I saw you know? pictures of it. Yeah, yeah. I was so nervous. I like, I even looked at my wife like, oh my, I want to go. I want to go home. Like, I can't deal with this because there's too many people. I was expecting like 70 to 100 people. Yeah. Half of the town is there. You're like, Jesus Christ. I'm sure it must so, be really nervous. Still humble and yeah. modest to the, to the cause. Yeah. But like, yeah, where does this sit today? You know, it's, it's, it's difficult. I haven't built, I don't have a YouTube channel with like a, where you can subscribe. You know, it's, it's not, you know, I'm still clueless on where this sits, you know. But I mean, regardless of where it sits, it's a, it's a really cool video and it really portrays very well the energy and the, the like the friendship that seems to be very, yeah. you know, important between all the guys you see in the video and, and the scene basically yeah. of Malmö and the, the spots. And so, yeah, you should be really proud of yourself. You made a really cool thing. And thank you. I mean, I, I am proud of my gang. You know, they did it. I, there's so much more I wish we should have done. There were skits written down. There was... I mean, when you ask to interview me, like, oh, you're full of energy. You have a lot of projects. Like, imagine how many projects I have. And imagine how many don't get done. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, like, yeah. it's, it's endless. And I have <laughs> ideas. Yeah, sometimes you're just, like, brain farting all the time. Like, so <laughs> I'm happy with what we released. But, like, I knew what it could have been. And, and maybe that's why I'm not, like, fully, fully satisfied. 100%. But, yeah. it, again, it gives you room to do the next. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's what we love. And that's why we keep on doing what we do. And at the age, we're still doing it. I mean, honestly, I just want to inspire like those around. My, my kid was at the premiere and that to me, you know, he was so proud. Mm -hmm. And you see like that new, gen like everybody, oh, it made me want to go out and skate. And I'm like, exactly. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's the only, if I can transform that feeling to you, I'll do that with a smile for the rest of my life. Thank you. That's a, that's a superpower. Yeah. And that's really what you want from a skate video. I hope you'll keep doing uh, more videos like that. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, post details because you, you, you mentioned your career at Nike. And so in the middle of all this, so filming video parts, having kids and, and working at Nike and everything, you managed somehow to launch a brand, a headwear brand, basically, and clothing. And yeah. so, yeah, can you tell me a little bit about how, how that whole thing started? And uh, yeah, I, I get to like Martin Utteson. He's one of my still idols, you know, one of those older ones. I told you we were eyeballing at the park or like I've been a fan forever. And then we get close enough friends, uh, you know, and we skate together. We go on tours. He was a filmer for a long time and shooting photos. So every Nike trip, I would take him as the media partner, you know, because he had his own. He had his own podcast oh. way before people were doing podcasts. Okay. He had his own website way before people did skate websites. He's a very interesting character and, and uh, you know, a great friend. And mm -hmm. in Nike, because I would, you know, see 
like I said before, you you're in that loop of like getting influences everywhere, and you you're traveling, and you you see so you 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 have the finger on the pulse, kind of. At the same time, I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated on so many things. I'm like, how can Nike SB not do a good hat? Mm-hmm. Like. We're Nike. We're one of the biggest companies in the world. And you can't figure out how to do a five panel hat like that. I couldn't understand it. And, you know, at this time, when is this like 2010, we probably started to talk about it. And then it took a few years. I think we sampled close to a year Mm -hmm. in search of that perfect, uh, you know, snapback fit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, In France, probably five panels were booming. Like, but up here, like it it took a shift from that, like Norse project, five panels to pre five panel to more like a baseball cap with the, like a trucker, but not with the mesh, you know? So we were like sampling that as crazy, you know, found a factory and literally it was out of frustration. I'm like, like these guys cannot figure out headwear. Like, let's let's do because we talked about like watches. We we looked at like accessories. Uh, Martin is a big Mac Mac fan, so like all accessories you could think of. But then, if we looked at the cycles, like they drop new shit too quick. So we will, our production would like come and then like they would change the format and then it's unrelevant. Mm-hmm. But we started to do, like you said, we focused on headwear, like beanies, and I think it's a, it was like four beanies and three hats in the first drop or something. And that, that's what we started. And also I worked in this, I knew the retailers. So it was almost like plug and play. And we saw that not too many did a good hat, you know, mm. quite life huff, Supreme, same factory. Oh, really? And then okay. other brands and other brands were kind of struggling with the fit. And we we're, we nailed them. Like if we felt that, okay, I want to wear this, you know, like this is great. And we took in some feedback and, and that's really how it started. Mm. It started out of a frustration based on also like me and him wanted to do something together because he had another skate company for years and a distribution and they had wheel brands. And so they did a lot of stuff already, but, but we wanted to do something uh, together and that's how and we so, started. So what, what year did you start the brand? Do you remember? 12. Same, same year as National. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're turning nine. We just turned nine, November. Cool. It was a creative outlet for, I mean, he's a... He's done everything you can do with a computer. Like he, he's a great editor. He's, he does commercials, you know, the, uh, he does, uh, now he works on a big agency. So, so like he's, he's the design director. Like the guy is insane and amazing. Done videos. Like I said, Andra Akten, best skate movie ever. I'm going to send you. Yeah, the please. Yeah, yeah. I'll check uh, it out. You get, you know where I get the inspiration from, <laughs> for my video, but like, it was our creative outlet and it was like his this like how do we put how we take this digital world and put it into like something wearable and Mm -hmm. i think we just did 50 promo shirts sent out in the box because we agreed like every box a retailer would open there would be like a gift in there okay so like i think third season we just put that t-shirt like a promo t-shirt with the hydrant and and we're like um yeah, maybe we, we had good feedback on these, you know, we had good because it wasn't like a blank shirt that we just printed on like a Gildan or it was cut and sew made from our measurements. Mm-hmm. You know? We're tall ass dudes. So we wanted like clothing that actually fit us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, yeah, from there on, like another season, you add two, two shirts, then you add this and then slowly but surely, you know, you add retailers on and then you are all of a sudden a brand, but we have full time careers like mm-hmm. It's a bedroom brand. We did it on, on weekends and nights, you know, and almost to a point where it was like, it's too much work because uh, you grew and sometimes you grew fast. Sometimes it's slow, but but like we've tried a lot. We've done uh, nine years now. Yeah, it's a long and time. Also, like it's been such a great school to learn about it. But 
to be honest, like in, in, in COVID and, and everything that happened, we kind of lost momentum, like the deliveries. We didn't hit the right delivery window. That means we could have get like the spring, summer in like December or November. And we're like, that doesn't make sense, you know? Mm. And also like being a small brand, we decide when we want to launch. We didn't have to be part of a calendar, you know? Yeah. We could do whatever we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of in the mix where we feel like, what do we do with it next? Where do we take it, you know? Also, Martin was a freelancer for almost 20 years or 17 years or something. And now he's like this hotshot design director dude uh, <laughs> on this agency and has barely any time. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, to be honest, we're, we're like friends first and I see him less and less, which means if I want to like, I don't want to have this hanging. So if the if it's time spending with him, I rather see him, you know, doing fun shit than like, oh, this is the order deadline or this is the oh, we need to pack 64 boxes tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Be all stressed out. And, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think um, We're kind of looking at a sundown plan for for post because, you know, it was it's been a ride. But then you're like, how long do you cling that ride? Sure. It's never easy to discontinue something. But I think if if there's no timing and if, if, if you're stuck, like either you find it find that common you know route or or it's time to just like yeah let, you let know go. What? this was this was good for that time you know we we if we don't invest more time into it then it's still gonna be the same and it's like i would have loved to hear like two younger coming up and like yo we want to do it like can we do it? like how to teach us or yeah because it's self-going if you just put effort into it you know because you, you you've built it there's a you know distribution channel there's there's shops but then also today, you need to be so on it with this whole instant, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're like, damn, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. I'm um, sure. And yeah, it's hard yeah. to do. It's very hard to, to, to do, do with everything else. With, yeah. Yeah. It's a full job in itself, basically. Yeah. But we've had so much. It, it also, you know, like we, we started because it's fun and, and we learned a lot and we learned how to do productions and learn about the measurements and, you know. So you do it, it's almost like a school, you know, you, you, oh, we graduated that as well. You know, we learned how to do that. And now we have a supply, we can create something if we ever need it, you know, because we have those relationships. Sure, the connections and stuff, yeah. Exactly. So uh, I heard that LeBron James uh, wore one of your caps. I don't know at what occasion and, and how he found your brand, but can, can you tell, take me behind the scenes on that? That's one of those fun icebreaker moments where people heard about us. But but like, yeah, I had nothing to do with that. People at Nike thought that I had something to do with that. And former Nike employees, like, I don't know LeBron James. I have nothing to <laughs> do with him. He's not your best friend? <laughs> no. You don't call each other I wish day? I was on his... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think... <laughs> What was fun that it was on a very special occasion he wore it. He wore it when he had something important to say about Kaepernick. That he's a Kaepernick guy, okay. you know, for all the terrible stuff that was happening around the, you know, the American Football League and the Trump suspended, like all this crap that was going on. And you see how LeBron, like pre, pre-match photos, like he's wearing all this stuff. And he's like, really like that blue color is like matched on his laces, on his side of his pants. like, And then he has that cap. And I'm like, Damn. it was like 11 o'clock uh, November night. And Martin is calling like, have you seen it? Have you seen it? I'm like, what? Le- LeBron is wearing a fucking hat. You know, it was so stuff. I'm like, what? I'm like, go on, go on our Insta. And I, I checked it because I was on a family dinner. I was like, no way. And then there were some photos where you could see it. But then when he's really like um, 
when he's talking down to them because he's like two meter whatever yeah, right? yeah. So he's like looking down see all you could see is that post load he's like in the <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm a Kaepernick kind of guy, you know, always support cap. And, and all you can see is that fucking cap, you know. Yeah, so we're yeah, like, yeah. we're laughing and we're like, wow, okay. And instantly you see also the peak, like we had maybe 12 left on the web shop or something. I swear to God, they haven't moved in like two months, you know. And then like he wears it. And I told Mark like, hey, remove like four or five of them. Let's just keep them. And they were sold out in a day. And there was another color that sold too. And then... Uh, you know, these like entertainment magazine, like people news, the newspaper called us. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I was like, yeah, you're stoked. But at the same time, like we've had our brand for quite some years already and you haven't yeah. picked up, you haven't give us because I think a brand needs the help in the beginning. Like yeah. give that stepping stuff, like raise the brand, like be proud There's a brand from Malmo. We're in, you know, 40 retailers worldwide. Like, why don't you talk about us? you know, when we need you. But yeah. when a LeBron that I have nothing to do with is wearing something, all, all of a then, oh, can you, can you let us know how this happened? You know, like, can you recall, like, I don't know how this happened. And they really want, want you to tell a story. But I'm like, there is no story. Yeah, yeah okay. So it's really random. But did, did you get, did you manage to find out how We've he... We've pinned out, like... How he got your product, basically? A French store in Paris. That has your, your caps? Yeah. But yeah, Parisian store, and that's where he he bought okay. it. Because he bought two. He bought the drama club as well. So what's funny also, it's like like two months later. This is like November. Now it's actually almost uh, six months later because it's spring. LeBron is in Italy driving his private boat or whatever, and he's like laughing, having a good time. He wears the drama, <laughs> drama club and I was like, twice, twice <laughs> LeBron James. Is... Damn. <laughs> so that was super funny. You but have like, to put him on the team or something. <laughs> yeah, he's forever flow. I mean, we wrote team DM, like you, you get all brave, you know, and it's like, hey, this shit doesn't matter. It doesn't do a thing to you. But from recognition, it's fun. You know, it's like it was it was a fun story to tell. And I mean, uh, that's that's a bucket list. Yeah, LeBron. LeBron For sure. Cool. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of Swedish brands that LeBron did not wear. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they wish. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I understand what you mean. It's, it, it is a bit maybe a bit frustrating that it didn't happen earlier. Kind of that it, it could no, have helped I just you hate a, a that lot. news flash, yeah. you know, fake news or whatever. Like, oh, can you, can you tell us how this happened? Like, mm. what, what do you want? Like, you, you didn't help us before. I have no comment. Like, he's yeah. just wearing it. I understand. <laughs> LeBron James wearing Malmö caps was the headline. Oh yeah, on the newspaper. Okay. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're making this Malmö all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. So actually, uh, Arnaud told me about this, uh, that you're a big fan of, uh, uh, how do you say that? Corv? Corv. Yeah. Corv, yeah. Yeah, exactly. As a cease, exactly. So, and so you, you, you had like this uh, capsule collection for post details with like Corvs and, and I think you, you did something with WSC as well before that, uh, around long that time theme. ago. Yeah. Long time ago. Corv is, um, hot dog, Corv, saucies. It's bread, meat and sauce like mm -hmm. i grew up i told you like my every birthday my mom would make mashed potato in a bucket turn it inside out and put like hot dogs into it and then ketchup so it become a, hedge, a hedgehog in our <laughs> birthday cake hedgehog <laughs> i have photos of this from when i was like three years old corv's been in my life since day one i even got a corv <laughs> a hot dog tattoo 
<laughs> Corv Lover was something we started at Twitter. And with Martin, our, our joint kind of, he had a, a board on his brand, Semester, authorized Corv Lovers. And that's from okay. that saying, we started to use populate the hashtag Corv Lover, even on Twitter. You know, and every time you ate a corv, because it's 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 on every gas station. It, we have this like you know those night shops, like uh, you have in some countries there are kebab shops, but here it's like corv stands, hot dog stands. Okay, you know, yeah, in yeah, the middle yeah. of the night, so it's like a night snack. Mm. So we just had fun with it because it's part of that Swedish cult, the corv. You know, it's uh, as the Germans has their bratwurst or whatever their wurst. Yeah. We have our corv, and it's it's you know IKEA hot dog is famous all over the world. You know, it's not, and I'm not here to promote meat. You know, corv can be fruit, it could be plant based, could be anything. You know, of but, course, of course. But that meal of a, it's like the perfect meal. You know, it's it's been with us forever. Every skate trip, you you're barbecuing, or, mm-hmm. so, and I just thought it was extremely funny. And, and with WSE where it started, sausage party since 1999 was the T-shirt and the capsule that I made because I was partying with WSEs. With, with the family from WSC since 1999 and mostly skate parties were sausage parties. They're only guys there, you know? So it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, it was okay. a, it was a joke. <laughs> okay. I see. You know? So when we did that 10 year, like WSC's anniversary, like sausage parties since 1999, that was like my joke. But then we embroidered and we did a full capsule. It was the most amazing summer. I did like launches from Copenhagen to Antwerp and to Paris. We did one in Paris. Yeah, cool. So we worked with, yeah, a lot of shops and did this like crazy corv thing. And then it's just been stuck with me, you know, on Instagram, like always post like a core when you eat and we've done a watch with it with a friend's brand you know yeah arnaud actually told me about this he told me that you uh basically brought the idea to swatch or something like that to do a a watch with like uh uh like the the bread on one one thing the hour is bread the minutes are the corv and the seconds are the mustard and ketchup so 12 o'clock they're all yeah they're all combined that's the timing when you eat it (laughs) <laughs> it's lunchtime it's brilliant. and then 12 hours goes by you're back at 12 that's 12 that's midnight that's time for that night snack at the nightstand <laughs> so it's like twice a day you know keep yeah. the doctor away so it's just a, it was just a stupid this was like a, a brain fart snilleblixt we call it and me and martin has this whatsapp thread where we have snilleblixt like where you come with all those stupid ideas and we just write them down and if they're good enough you bring them to life right Okay. But I kind of like, I, I drew this probably on a Nike call. I was just sitting there drawing in my notebook and I drew it up and I'm like, oh my God, we have to do this. We have to do this. <laughs> so I started to email Swatch because that was like, who does watches? And Elko, one of my brothers from from Nike, he's a big Swatch guy. I got a Swatch watch from, from him uh, as a birthday party, like gift. And I was like, okay, let's let's check with Swatch. Maybe they do something in skate. And we kind of like, how sick would it be to do a collab with them? And I've emailing, like super ambitious, build a deck, you know, selling the dream here. <laughs> Got very, <laughs> very low response on that one, you know. Yeah, they were not looking into skateboarding at the moment, you know, and blah, 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 blah. So just mm-hmm. out of luck. But then it actually struck me that my friend Victor is doing Shippo. Uh, so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wonder if Victor... I should call Victor because that's a friend. It's even more fun to work with him, you know, like because he's a friend of us. So, yeah, I send him, and he was just started to laugh. I think he laughed. Okay, like, hey, this is this is <laughs> ridiculous. This is so stupid. Let's see if we can, because the you know technicality on the watch. You don't know how much those weight. You cannot mess with the weight of the rotor, right? Because then you, okay. it, it gets delayed, you know. But he 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 did all that 
rocket science there. He looked into it, it's good. Yeah. And then, you know, then we, 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 we created it, you know. Oh, that's sick. Awesome. And it comes in a hot dog stand, you know. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> the whole theme was made, you know. So this is one of those Amazing. Close, close to heart projects because, again, we had fun doing them. And that's what I can say. Like if there's one, one word to sum up post detail it's it's been really fun you know it's fun mm -hmm. to do stuff it's fun to realize that idea and then reverse engineer it towards to where you want to go with it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's kind of how i work i have this vision or get this nilliblix and then i'm like yeah. oh how can we get to there then you start figuring out like if you know someone that knows someone because you always know someone that knows someone and then, <laughs> then you get the ball rolling try to make it happen yeah yeah that's amazing <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun <laughs> Again, stupid and fun, you know. It yeah, but it's, it's that that's what it's all about, basically. Huh? I mean, skateboarding yeah. is stupid and fun, I guess. <laughs> exactly. And the second best corv in the world is the banana split. That's like the dessert of corves. <laughs> the banana yeah. split is my next tattoo, I think. <laughs> Favorite dessert ever, you know. So you need to, to do a banana split watch now or something. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, there's one big subject that I want to cover with you. Obviously, it's Shinner. Yeah. Can you take me behind the scenes on, on that uh, project? And uh, so, so basically, it's an app uh, where you can locate skate spots. So that's, I guess, the main thing. But then there's yeah. a lot of other things as well. So yeah. so yeah, can you take me a little bit behind the scenes of that project and when it started and with who and stuff? Uh, I mean, uh, for sure. Shinner is like, because I, like I said, I, we quit or I quit Nike, came home. I was skating with my son pretty, every day, almost like the whole summer. And I had this old friend that was like calling me on my cell. And I, I, I was like, oh, what does he want? You know, like I, I thought he was, oh, he wanted to buy Spitfire wheels. That was like, okay, he <laughs> wants to buy Spitfire wheels because there was shortage on Spitfire wheels. So myself, Oski, and probably Nando that still get stuff from them. We had Spitfire wheels, but everybody else was short on it. So I was like, oh, okay, I don't know what, it, I haven't heard from him in a while, you know? So I didn't know what he wanted. And then Martin Utteson, he's like, oh, have you talked to Jonas? Like, you need to talk to him. I'm like, what is it? He has a project that you need to jump on. And I'm like, well, you're jumping on it? Oh, I can't, I got a new job. Like, I, I can't, but mm. okay, what is it? And then I decided to meet up with Jonas and his current partner. And I had a seven and a half hour long coffee. You know, like I said, I like to talk and, and, uh, <laughs> He showed me like his beta, like his first little version of it, you know, and mm -hmm. it was like, like you said, foundation, a spot app. It's been done before. My friend Daniel from, you know, old friend has, has one since six years, you know, or they did it already. But so it's the idea is not new, but he showed me a bit of what he thought and, and showed me how the first look of it. I was like, wow, this looks great. Like it looks professional. You know, this doesn't look like other stuff that I've seen because I've used multiple of apps for finding shit. And but I I love that how how it looked and then mm -hmm. the possibility with this. We started to talk like, what is a digital extension of skateboarding? That still is unwritten to me. Like we're in, we've been through VHS tapes, we've been on DVD, we've been on Laserdisc for a short second, we've been on <laughs> you know YouTube links, we've been on Hella Clips. Then we oh, were yeah. on Vine. We've been on YouTube, of course, and Vimeo, but then on Vine, mm -hmm. then on Twitter with hyperlinks, then Instagram came. Instagram, it, Instagram mm -hmm. you couldn't only do photos, but then all of yeah. a sudden you can do videos, you know, and Vine went to shit and you're like, fuck, I loved, I really loved Vine. 
You know, mm -hmm. I loved how that six and a half or whatever it was second that you held. It was almost like stop motion if you were creative. Short clips. First time we could watch our idols that skates. Maybe they would do some content, you know, because if not, they would be in the video. Yeah. So we're like debating on like, what could it possibly be? Like, what could a digital extension of skateboarding be? And, and, and uh, it doesn't need to be a, a website. It doesn't, it needs to be something that's accessible and in your hand, you know, and it needs to enable you because the thing is technique. Yeah. It's good or bad, but with technical solutions, you can solve for a lot of problems that we have today. Mm -hmm. And that's where we started to like really nerd in and grind it down. Like what are those skate related problems that we could with a little bit of tech and attention change and that's where my role in shinner begin you know like i was like stoked to be asked because they're like oh we we know you 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 know you work with nike you've done this and this you know i, I was like yeah I, i'll work for you you know like let's start it's a startup you know i've never been part of a startup mm -hmm. but then i was like how the fuck do i do it work on a startup but there is those incubators you know that you can apply for a uh, to be part of a program and they you know you get a uh, selected like there's you know 200 yeah. companies pitching and you go through all these phases and i was like we should, i have a friend at one of those local mama ones we should maybe go through that and learn about this because i've i've marketed skateboarding and shoes and i've never done a digital product like this you know so i felt yeah. that i needed to learn a lot because mm -hmm. i'm not a ux designer i'm not a coder so i i told jonah straight away like with the code i cannot help you you're on your own there yeah so we're in the startup house and we get we get chosen you know we get to be part of the incubator so we're part there and then you're learning how to pitch and all like it's a school you take in so much well i was there he's coding and we're trying to figure it out uh, his friend is still part of it with the design and stuff and we do interviews we do some stuff with john and the school just to learn what are those problems of today you know mm -hmm. and we go with it like from i joined them in like late august i had to put max into school and then when that was done i was like okay now i have eight hours he's in school what do we do and we started to kind of structure it so i've, I've worked on that since then that last summer in august okay. or september but we actually died in December last year. We're like, we didn't get the funding, you know, the pitches. There was like some diversity in the team that did not work. And so, and Jonas, he was like out of funds. So he had to jump on another, like a six months gig work-wise. And he did that. And I kept it like floating and trying to figure out. But then around Christmas, it was like super silence. And then, then we're like, fuck, what should we do? You know, we ended it because we're like, yeah, we're not go. We're stuck, you know. And then mm -hmm. like this incubator house, they're like, oh, we have a new program. We would, you're, you're perfect for it. Would you, would you mind go through? I'm like, I don't, we're not even a company, you know, we're done, you know, and we're like, oh, but are you going to quit it? And then Jonas is working on another job. And then Joe and another friend that we met through this whole partnership, he's like, yeah, let's, should we try to do something or try it? Like, it's, it's dumb of you not to try it, you know, we're like, oh, fuck, am I going to go through this again, you know? Mm -hmm. and that's the stubbornness you're like fuck i don't want to give up like i'm down you know but if we don't have the coder so it was like i had to spend time in convincing it's gonna be a problem exactly yeah. so how do we convince him to to try it and you know i got deeper deeper into that new program that was three months and actually we agreed on like let's try it so we started a new comp let's try it there might be light in this tunnel that we get funding through this program mm -hmm. and all of those things kind of miraculously fell into place awesome. where you're like Oh, we got a little bit of funding from the Malmo incubator. There was an angel from the same, you know, same company uh, that now has a very successful company. And he understands straight away what we try to build. 
he has roots in you know both snowboarding and skateboarding and everything else uh-huh. and we're uh, we're like let's try it you know I was still on my year kind of experimenting, trying to figure out what to do after Nike, you know? So I was like, I'm down to do this because this is a, I could be part of something that could help skateboarding to a next phase, but like on a virtual and digital place, you know? Yeah. People think is, oh, it's a spot that, oh, who fucking needs that? Yeah. You know what? I've been blessed. I am one of those 2% that knows where shit is and where, 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 where to shop, where to, I've been told from a older generation what to do my whole life. And then when I get older, I had the access. Wherever I could land, I would know someone that could take me to somewhere, right? But mm. that's like 2% of the skate world. What about the rest? They have no clue. And I see mm. this firsthand with an 11-year-old kid that's skating every damn day now. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, let's figure this out. So we've been through like a full-on, both emotional and work-wise, like a roller coaster, because that's what I've learned, hindsight, like that startup for you, that it's going to go in these waves, you know? Yeah. So now we're up and running, and we're, we're trying to figure out how to do this and what to do. So the spots is the, is the foundation, the map, you know? That's the, like, mm-hmm. we try to, it's an explore phase, you know? We want you to explore. Mm-hmm. Sadly, COVID, you know, you cannot travel, but this is going to yeah. be useful once you can travel. Sure. Next part is like connectivity. How do you connect? How do I connect with you? And how do, how do we... Because what I feel, it's a bit unfair to skating. And this, my, this is my own opinion. But like social media and Instagram and all, this, this has done great stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I also sense, we almost get lost in what we were here to do. It's always been about what you do. Like Instagram is not going to land your tricks. You know, Instagram is not going to solve. There's, it's not, there might be a shortcut to fame and sponsorship, but a shortcut is usually not something you lay a foundation on. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, it's a shortcut for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like maybe with some old, because we're old heads, you know, but we're listening to, we've done so many interviews with the youth, you know, and I'm so happy to have John in the school that we can yeah, learn because I, yeah. I really want to learn from them to, to make the right corrections for their, because they're going to outlive us all. And so I need to make it right for them, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, you know, we're looking at stuff like geof- where you can see where your friends are. Imagine how many times you've, do, I don't know if you skate with your phone in your pocket, but I certainly don't do. It's in my bag and it's there. Even John and I had it when we were filming for Malmö. I would be out skating or filming and he's calling, oh, where are you at? Where are you at? And he doesn't know where we are. And then you lift your phone after the session. He has, you know, 16 missed calls from John. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, never miss a session again. Like, why shouldn't it be that we all know? You have your little click and you're like, when you come to the spot, boom, gives you a push note. Hey, you just chucked it, or ju- you know, Arnaud just checked in at the Red Banks, you know, and you get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You're like at lunch break and you're like, fuck, they're already there. I need to wrap up work and go, you know, like <laughs> create this FOMO of like, let's connect when we do it. It's an individual thing, skateboarding, but it's really boring alone. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I so I just want to kind of build a tool where we can like, connect with yeah yeah. mapping it out start connecting it and i've heard my friend oh you're gonna blow up all this but like it's not about that man it's like wake up and smell the wine it's like 2021 abd is almost erased if you ask a 16 year old kid (laughs) they're gonna be like what are you talking about i felt like doing this trick i'm gonna do it yeah you know how many videos do we see every day we're like oh that trick has been done I thought so for the Malmo clip, I was like, shit, we need to kind of figure out what has been done, what hasn't. And, but then you're like, who cares? Nobody cares, honestly. Yeah, it's no longer a thing. Like, no. uh, yeah. 
but you know see what's been done because we're linking the footage to the place so like seeing someone skating your place or saying you know we try to link the clips and build that library of all the tricks if you want to learn switch tray you search the switch tray and you see everything that's been done with the switch tray because all the tricks are tagged all the spots are tagged all the videos are tagged so we okay. try to like make sense instead of like Instagram where you see it for a short second and it's gone and then you have to go back to someone's profile. But if they only post it on story, it's disappeared. You know, there's no real, uh, there's no tabs. You could populate shit with hashtag, but that's the only way. So we kind of try to like build this universe. Organize and also, it, yeah. And also like hosting. I want to get more people skating, you know, and get more mm -hmm. people on the board and I incentivize them. Imagine if... You know, we can, we also talked about like we had these like shin coins in there hidden on the map that you would like get a shin if you did something like all that stuff. You you could probably imagine imagine Pokemon Go. You know, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Strava. I don't know if you know about Strava, but yeah, it's like a sports. It's app a cyclist. Mostly yeah, yeah. cyclists. You know, mm -hmm. ask anybody that does that. Like if they would go out cycle. 64 kilometers without putting on that app you know they probably wouldn't because now it's like yeah that is currency today like that's their <gasps> i've done this <laughs> run and you know yeah then you have fish brain the people that fishes a lot you have fish brain an app that like maps out where the fish and stuff is and where oh he pulled that up here oh it's good in that water oh you know? really yeah and again with with technicalities you can solve a lot of problems you know sure and pokemon you could almost like I'm not saying we're building Pokemon Go for skateboarding, but I am. <laughs> but, but imagine, you know, Pokemon was such a phenomenal. I remember I was in Croatia on holiday with the family and I saw this old fountain and I saw like 60 people standing there, like looking down on their phone. Like they didn't see me. I could watch naked. I could walk around that square naked and nobody would <laughs> see me, but they're all in their phones. Yeah. Shinner's direct translation to that would be, I have an event. There's a best trick on that spot, like a curb trick, let's say. They won't be standing there staring down their phone. It would be 60 active skaters trying to get the best trick on the ledge, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of what we're trying to do. We did like a side event at Copenhagen Open, you know, like uh, we mapped out like five spots with Element and there were money behind it. And, you know, to get people to go, you know, and do something. Yeah, and while try, try to yeah. get a cool trick Because you might be intimidated yeah. to do it in the big contest. You can go and win something here. Or we, we've done projects all across, you know, Europe and... We try to do something in the U.S. And I just want to see if there might be a new way of doing something fun with skateboarding. What is that new digital way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super interesting. We're just borrowing other formats, you know? Like Instagram was never made for skateboarding and it's not going to do anything for skateboarding. But maybe mm -hmm. we can build something that will build skateboarding, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a digital skate tool. That's kind of where we see ourselves going, you know, like, oh, it's not about the spots only, but if they're active, if you can pop up your phone when you come home from work and you're like, who's skating in the town? And you see like numbers, you know, and people mm -hmm. might choose that they're hidden or they're not, you know, but you can kind of get a sum of, but most importantly, you see where your friends are and yeah. keep track. Oh, you skated the same ledge for 30 days. Here's three new suggestions. I don't know. <laughs> You know, I don't know where, where it can go, but it's, it's, it's fun to see. And it, I think it's needed, an authentic digital platform. Can you post clips? Uh, like, yeah. for example, uh, if, if I just skated in front of my, my garage or something, I could, I could post a, a, pic, uh, a video of me just like on Instagram? If the spot is there. Well, yeah, okay. The spot has to be, yeah, okay. This is my old head. Skateboarding, you always have to give something to get something, right? Yeah. So... 
But what's the spot? <laughs> how do you define? How do you? Yeah. Show me how you skate it, and you know you you'll probably inspire people. You know, you can take a photo and it looks like it's nothing, but then there's a clip to back it up, and you're like, oh yeah, but this is what I do. So it has to be linked to a spot. You yes. can't just post. Okay, yeah, it's all based on that. Exactly. And then we're thinking of like you know your parts, like like around the profiling. We're still figuring out if if we should have that spontaneous just the yeah, clip of just, the just day or what, clips yeah. from wherever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So basically, like, for example, if I wanted to upload a clip, I, I would need to go to a spot that's already referenced on the app. Yeah. And, or and or upload it yourself. There. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the spots needs to be there because the spots are the tricks landing page. And that's what we want to tie in. If not, it's just get lost. Yeah. But yeah, then yeah, we yeah. had an idea like on your profile, maybe you should be able to house your edits and your mixtapes like, you know, because... I hear more and more people just want to see, you know, their friends and what they're doing. Because now we're thrown in at this noise where, you know, you're on the same platform as Kendall Jenner and Kanye West. And then there's like skateboarding. It's like <laughs> we can argue forever what people think about it. But I, I just feel that what we want to create is like something that is authentic, but still digital. And potentially we can change the way some of the stuff been done, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe you can skate and get rewarded with a board from from a brand, you know, or maybe, you know, like mm -hmm. give that incentives to people that they, you know, you build your profile, you see where you're at and and, and you know, connect with people when you're traveling, because that's what it's all about in the end. You know, you yeah, collect a lot of, of friends. There's two hands of people that can live really high life with skateboarding. The rest, we're, 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 we're a traveling circus of, of characters that meets people. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm rich in friends, you know, not in possessions, but like friends. I have them all around the world because of skateboarding. For sure. Yeah. And skateboarding is what I thank for, for the life that I've been given, not my skill set or my, you know, of course, socially, you, if you're an asshole, your, your friend list is probably <laughs> short, you know. But like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's <laughs> friendship is what's going to last anyway, you know? Of course. Yeah. It's the most precious thing for sure. Yeah. So that's where we, that's with Shinner. So we're, we're classic startup, you know, we're, we're. And so what right now it's just still just the three of you that started the, the whole thing or, or. Yeah, uh, we have. How uh, many people are no, we have on two more people on, on like technicians, like the coders. Yeah. Right. Well, we are okay. looking for, you know, we're looking for people, we're looking for designers, we're looking for, for people that can help. So if there's any, you know, we would love to build a digital skateboard company, you know, like it's fun to yeah. hire your old mates or people that are from the industry that has a certain background in tech or, you know, even marketing and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's fun. It's a fun adventure. Another one, you know, like, and, 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 uh. From being egoistic, I'm like, for, for my son that's 11, I'm like, wow, in three years, he's going to be 14. And, and if I can give him that digital world, you know, that tool that has, that's only skateboarding and not the other noise. Like, here is a digital platform for skateboarding. You don't have to mix, you know, you don't have to be over here and you don't have to be self-conscious because you don't have the right pants. You know, here is like the clips you do and you follow your progression and you see where your friends are right after school. I want him to open it, see where everybody's like panning out over the city and then hop into a session, you know, or mm -hmm. that's my dream with it. You know, that we can be a just a yeah, digital useful. extension for it. Yeah, a useful tool. And focused on skating. Yeah, fully focused on skating. Exactly. Awesome. So that's what we do at at Shinner every day now. But it's super fun. It's a it's a it's a brand new challenge, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. 
So you said you, you involve um, the students at Brigriets uh, also. Uh, yeah. And I think Arnaud told me that the students at uh, Shifty also uh, were kind of users, like, uh, yeah. like how do you say, uh, guinea pigs, basically? <laughs> yeah, like pilots. App, uh, and they, yeah. yeah, we did some sprints. And, and uh, you know, when we had a new uh, like feature, we tried it with them and they get to evaluate and, and we collect all the feedback. It's Because, it's, again, you know, I'm, I'm 39 and I don't want to sit in a pond with old heads and, and figure this out. You know, we need we need the youth. We need to figure out. And hear, hear what they want exactly. uh, out of this the app, rule yeah. the rules has changed. And I think an industry change is going to take very long for it to adapt to the new. You know, yeah. like skateboarding is still an old game. It's an old heads game. Like if you look at all the positionings around on all the top jobs in skateboarding or in distros and people with power, it's probably a bit the old, like my generation and generation above. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, yeah, there's a army of 14 year olds coming into this world. And what are their references, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's it's super important to be to be really uh, attached to that and and figure out like quick because they they're not as brand loyal as we you know I grew up yeah. with girl skateboard if an older kid saw me with not a girl I, you could get punched you know they're like <laughs> it's this brand or nothing you know well, what the fuck are you wearing you know like you were told your whole life and today that, that there's no rules like you can have green it might you know you can have green hair one day super baggy next day you are in complete different shape like but there's still old rules there's still old rules hidden there there's old gems and so we want to <laughs> like rather sprinkle that those old values because it's it's about skating in the end you know mm. you can build your image you can build your account but like The moment you don't deliver on your skateboarding, you're gonna, there's no place, you know? Yeah, exactly. So skateboarding is still the pure form of, of what we do, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then today it's like the conversation on pants might be more important than the trick on a spot. You're like, it's, it's so funny and it goes in trends, right? Oh, he's so good, but his pants sucks. Like I've heard this like <laughs> 20 times the last two years. I'm like, when does this... Like who fucking care? Did somebody care what Bobby Pulio had? What pants? What yeah, pants exactly. Bobby Pulio wear? <laughs> I mean, we all saw if they had like ooh denim cargos or something dope at the time, and I was like, I could only dream about having denim cargos. You know, that was so weird. <laughs> Josh Kelly's vibes or something. Yeah. But like you know, skaters been wearing all kinds of pants, and it might never had to deal with. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's going into this yeah. new phase, and we're like. Let's try to do something that still has that little fun, fun ode to the past, but like respecting that, but still like giving new tools for the future. I think that's where we kind of, where we're dancing in between, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great that you can also, um, that you have access to these young, like, uh, skaters that that's are... cool. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love it, you know. I, have, I feel the same about it as probably John, you know. Like, I've done other projects with John at the school, and I'm like, listen to the kids, you know. They, they might have a, a thing or the thing or two, and they, again, they will outlive us. So, uh, yeah. And, and I want to also learn. I want, you know, you keep on learning by listening. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't stay stuck in the past, basically. And, yeah. Exactly. As romantic that is, I, I, still love, I still love the kids, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, so we can finish with just two questions from uh, friends of yours that we mentioned a bunch uh, during our conversation. Okay. I have one question from John and one question from Arnaud that I want to share with you. Yeah. Let's start with uh, John. 
Okay, I'll just read you what, what he wrote to me. Daniel is comfortable in all crowds, but the easiest way to make him uncomfortable is to try to say thank you to him. It seems like he, hate, he hates it and starts talking about something else. Makes me wonder, if it is not for praise, how come he always goes above and beyond to make things happen? What is the drive and purpose? Wow. Um, I don't know if it's a letter combination that I don't know about that I carry my whole life or it's just uh, some infinite energy. I have a flame, you know, I have it inside of me. I have a, like I said, you, you, I think one of your questions was how do you do all these projects and how do you get everything? Imagine how, I see it like this, if you only knew how much I don't get done. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the irony to John's question. Yeah. Um, it must be exhausting being you. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of myself. Yeah. I, I, uh, I expect the most out of everybody and I get, uh, I fall. Very now, I, I don't know. <laughs> Never. I just love staying busy. I love, I love doing stuff. I love putting ideas to action. That's kind of mm -hmm. one thing that drives me, you know, like to see the result. Because I live, when I see, I'm a host. I think that's what it is. I'm a host. When I see that mm -hmm. people are enjoying or having fun or succeeding, then I'm here and I'm so thankful. And that's it. That's, that's my, then job's done. Okay. You know, I don't reflect maybe today. Oh, how was the, oh, how did I feel? Did I, am I, no, I'm, I'm happy in the moment, you know, a bit naive, happy in the moment, you know, but like, mm -hmm. I don't know if that answers his question, but I have an inner drive and I don't, I, I don't even know what it is. I want to do stuff. Throw me a bone, I'm like a Labrador. I just chop, chop the, you know, I take it straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let, let's finish off with um, Arnaud's question. Hey, Juga, how you doing, my man? You crazy karaoke monster. I actually got a question for you. Uh, what is your go-to track to sing the one you really masterize? What's your go-to track? As a, we're talking music track. Yeah, because he told me you're a huge karaoke guy. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, the, it's like, what's, what's your favorite song to, uh, to uh, sing in a karaoke? Stupid answer, but all of them. I end up singing oh, come on. every song in the book because it stops at 6.40 in the morning where you're cross-eyed and you have no voice. <laughs> and that really depends on the crowd. I don't have a, a, a programmed one to be honest and that might disappoint Arnaud lately <laughs> lately it's been green day basket case oh, yeah? lately when we try okay. to start up start up the party at my local Thai restaurant <laughs> it was ABBA for year ABBA is such a Desi Queen party starter <laughs> and me and Elko has Pandu Ballet gold man I have too many La Bamba is an icebreaker you do La Bamba you, you kill everything you know So it's really, <laughs> I haven't practiced one song where I'm like, yeah, this is my, you know. Yeah, it's, like it's, this one is done. Like no, a, yeah. I wish, <laughs> I wish, but it's, it's not like that. There is multiple okay. and it's... Uh, it's not like skateboarding then. No, and I don't have a trick like that either. Okay. But uh, to end a karaoke night, I would recommend everybody to try We Are The World with, with <laughs> Michael Jackson and We Are, you know, We For Africa. You pass the mic through the whole place. I mean, people might cry in that session. I've seen that happen. Really? Wow. Yes. So I give all know that one. If you're ever at a karaoke bar and the barman says, hey, five more minutes, you just go straight to the deck. You type in USA for Africa. 
<laughs> that's, that's that's a, a good, good answer. answer. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> Amazing. That's it for my conversation with Daniel Stankovic. To learn more about Daniel's multiple projects, go follow him on Instagram at Juggabolts, J-U-G-G-A-B-O-L-T-Z. Go try out his smartphone app Shinner and follow its journey at Shinner app. Stock up on some pose details, caps, and clothes before they close down at posedetails or posedetails.com. I will put up some links to Daniel's parts in In Search of the Miraculous and the Grey Area videos, as well as the Malmo video, which is a definite must-watch if you haven't seen it yet. Thank you very much for tuning in. Happy New Year, everyone. See you soon for more episodes of Beyond Boards.